0: to the podcast of Reverend Roger Titrico, the resident pastor of the Redeemed Evangel Church Hall and also the Deputy General Overseer of the Church, a Bible believing in a fast-growing charismatic church with the mandate to make people prepared for the Lord. Now, today's message. As much as it's important for God to lead us, and divine guidance is important he does not lead everyone so we came to who God leads that was where we ended last week and we saw in the book of Proverbs in some 25 the verse 9 that the humble he will show his way he will teach some 25 verse 9 so God leads the humble that was the first type the first category of people that we see God leading the humble he guides in justice and the humble he teaches his ways so one thing that qualifies you to be led by the Lord and guided is your humility praise the Lord we saw that purpose is discovered in phases, and every face you need to inquire, experience doesn't always help. So we need to humble ourselves and say, God, lead me. I have come to this. I may be a warrior. I may be a giant killer. I may, I might have killed a lot of giants before. I might have fought with Goliath. I might have dealt with the lion. I might have dealt with the bear. But this one where I have gotten to lead me, it is only the humble that he leads in justice and the humble that he teaches his ways not the ways of men the ways of God because he created the material world and he had demarcated where the sea should be and the limits of the sea he had demarcated where grasses should be where the sky should be the Bible said he separated the waters above from the waters below only he knows what are the waters above and the waters below he had created and positioned all these things and he knows what the ways are so there are ways we call his ways say with me his ways great so we have his ways that he teaches only the humble and so we saw that Moses knew the ways of God because he was the meekest person on the face of the planet so humility is very important if the lord will lead you lift your hands and say lord lead me what again qualifies for god to lead you a joyous heart one he leads the humble two the joy that is in you allows god to lead you it opens you up for the leading of the lord number one we saw humility or being humble or and meek number two we are seeing joy say with me joy oh say like you are here joy now it is very important because joy is not borrowed if you don't have it you don't have it and what Ever wants to steal your joy wants to steal your destiny anything that can steal your joy can steal your destiny he says in the book of Thessalonians that rejoice always and in the book of Habakkuk chapter 3 the verse 17 to 18 he says that he, he paints a picture of the type of joy that he expects from us. Praise the Lord. Habakkuk chapter 3, the verse 17. Though the fig may not blossom, no fruits be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, Though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no head in the stales, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Say with me, I will rejoice in the Lord. And he says, I will joy in the God of my salvation. Here we see that joy is independent on circumstances. That is why you cannot borrow joy praise the Lord are you with me you cannot borrow joy because joy is not dependent on circumstances they can bring a new car that will make you happy but that happiness will just be for the few minutes that there's still rubber on the car and you see it and that is all but it doesn't bring joy That is why I said joy is not borrowed. A man can make you happy, but a man cannot make you joyous. Joy is not borrowed. Joy is is independent on circumstances. So he says, I will joy in the God of my salvation. Yet will I rejoice. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Joy is in the Lord. Praise the Lord. Say with me, joy is in the Lord. Say it again, joy is in the Lord. Say it for the third time, joy is in the Lord. So, though the fig may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food regardless of the circumstances once there is God there is joy say with me once there is God there is joy, there is joy. say it again once my God is there God is there. There, is there is joy he says that therefore I yet will I rejoice in the Lord and I will joy in the God of my salvation Joy is never borrowed. Number two, it is not dependent on circumstances. If you don't have it, you don't have it. But once you have God, you have joy. Why? It is very important for the leading of the Lord. Because Psalm 16, verse 11, says that in his presence, there is fullness of joy. So joy is a catalyst for his divine presence. Praise the Lord. You will show me the path of life. Ah, In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand, pleasures forevermore. Amen so where there is joy there is present the, the presence of the Lord is there where the presence of the Lord is he leads and he shows the path of life not the path of death but the path of life he's leading why there is joy there when there is joy there, the presence of God is there no matter whether they there, feel the, the fruits whether there is fruit on the figs whether there is the the stales have produced any there is labor on the field whatsoever regardless of the circumstances you just know that I need my joy for divine presence why in his presence he shows me the path of life What connects you to the path of life? Divine presence. What connects you to divine presence? The joy of the Lord. For in His presence, there is fullness of joy. So once God is there, joy is there. And once joy is there, God is there. So you do everything to protect your joy. That was why I started by saying that anything that can steal your joy can steal your destiny. Because it will steal you from the path of life. Don't allow any man born of a woman or any woman steal your joy. They can decide to offend you, but in the midst of offense, be glorious, be joyous, whistle around. Why are you whistling around? Why are you whistling around? Because in His presence there is fullness of joy. I will do everything. To maintain my joy for the consistency of his presence, because in that presence he will show me the path of life, not the path of death. Circumstances may come, but guard your joy. Guard your joy. Guard your joy. Guard your joy. joy anytime just decide to guard your joy this woman you will not steal my joy this man you won't steal my joy this child you will not steal my joy this joy I need it for divine presence and I need that divine presence for him to show me the path of life lift your hands and say the joy of the Lord is my strength so joy is very important. Number 1 humility is very important. The humble he will teach his ways. Number 2 joy. Every day you are carrying a heavy face. You are a roast. You are a roast. You are a roast. There are places I will drive to daily play, daily basis because I know when I get there someone will make me shout. Someone will make me happy. And if I'm not happy, Tina knows when I get to my office, I say, Tina, come, let's talk. Come, let's talk. And I'm going to ask you some questions. That you say, "Ah, it's awful. Why this question? And we all laugh. Why? I am protecting my joy. That joy I needed. On a sick bed, I may be in pain, but I'm still joyous. Why? Joy is not dependent on circumstances. Anything that can steal your joy can rob you of your destiny. Lift your hands and say, I will not trade my joy for anything. So the songwriter says that I'm trading my sorrows, I'm trading my shame, I'm trading my pain for the joy of the Lord. Because that is the most important. Anywhere joy is, divine presence is there. And anywhere divine presence is, he will show you not the path of failure, not the path of death, but the path of life. Say with me, guard your joy. Say again, guard your joy. In Jeremiah chapter 15, the verse 16, it says... Jeremiah chapter 15 Jeremiah 15, 16 Your words were found and I ate them See, he's talking about his words Your words were found and I ate them and your word was joy to me and rejoicing of my heart for I am called by your name O Lord of hosts the word of the Lord shows us the way and even that word brings joy when I found your words and I ate them I devour your word like food your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart no, not a good car Not a good morning from someone. Not a good night that didn't come from someone. Not a strange phone call that wants to spoil my day. No. But the word of the Lord. When I found them, your word was to me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. Why? I need that word for joy. Where there is joy, there is divine presence. Where there is divine presence, he will show me the of life the word of the Lord brings joy he leads and guides the humble even joyous people are constantly being led by God this year decide to be joyous why because the joy of the Lord gives strength on daily basis the joy of the Lord is my strength forget who is not talking to you forget who is talking to you forget who has decided not to smile the joy I need that joy I need it how it is so important if you understand the relevance and importance of joy you will guard it jealously I found your words and I did add them and your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of heart may you be joyous this year regardless of every circumstance may the devil be threatened by your joy that is why when the devil afflicts you you will still be joyous why Romans chapter 8 verse 18 says that I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. So when he hits you with affliction, Romans chapter 8 verse 18. When he hits you, you know that it is the devil. But devil, you won't steal my joy. Devil, you won't steal my joy. Devil. You won't steal my joy. Say with me, devil, you won't steal my joy. Let's see the third category of people that are led. Number one, joyous people. Number one, humble people are led. Number two, joyous people are led. Number three, people that have hope. Say with me, hope. Living in the reality of the future. That is hope. Living in the reality of the future. The reality of the future. That is hope. Your future that you expect. And so you decide to be hopeful in your words. Hopeful in everything that you declare. Hopeful in everything that you say. Hope is very important and hope... Is built more on what we see the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 the verse, in, verse 1 and 2 Hebrews 12 wherefore we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses Let us lay aside every weight and every sin that easily besets us and let us run the race that is set before us with endurance. The verse 2 says that looking unto Jesus, the outer and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God the Father. Hallelujah. But the Bible says that looking unto jesus whilst we run the first one makes us understand that there is a race we must run he says that therefore since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and every sin, which easily besets and ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race so there he's telling us a race we must run lift your hands and say i will run that race so he's talking about a race that is expected of us to run but as we run he didn't end with a full stop ended with a comma as we run the verse 2 says that we run having a bigger picture say with me the bigger picture looking unto jesus not looking at the current circumstances looking unto jesus the outer and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him he was looking at something so he endured what he was going through so we also put that bigger picture there having hope for tomorrow that is the God leads. God leads someone who has hope that I am going somewhere. So God leads someone who has hope that it has not ended. God leads someone who knows that there is still hope for tomorrow. A hopeless person is a helpless person. Anyone who doesn't have hope, you cannot help the person. Not even God can help that person. So your hope, look, having a bigger looking at something well I am going through this but I am looking at something that is ahead so I am running that race once he knows you have a hope of a better tomorrow he will surely lead you lift your hands and say lead me Lord so in the book of Genesis chapter 13 the verse 14 and 15 he appeared to Abraham after lord had departed after lord had departed from him lord has separated from Said, lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you stand and where you are northward southward eastward and westward for all the land which you see i give to you and to your descendants in other words the land you cannot see i will not give to you but everything i want to do with you the verse 14 says that from where you stand say with me from where you are even in that mess situation that messy situation that clouded situation it starts from where you are where you currently are standing god wants to begin from there but before he can begin from there he says that stand there look northwards look southwards eastward and westward what you can see the land you see i would give to you the land you cannot see i am not compelled to give to you so you have to open your eyes and look into the future have hope of the future because what you are seeing is compelled this year to give it to you if you see a project this year he's compelled to lead you to the project if you see a business this year he's compelled to lead you to that business if you see success this year he's compelled to lead you to it if you see marriage this year he's compelled to lead you to it but what you do not see he's not compelled to give to you He leads the humble, he leads the joyous, and he leads the hopeful. People who who have the reality of the future, who are hopeful, they are seeing something. You know there are people who can't see anything. They can't see anything. The only thing they see even in headache, I'm going to die, why? Headache, Ah, because of headache this thing will not work that is all they see for such people it is difficult for God to lead because he expects us to run say with me I'm running this year say like you are seeing yourself running say I'm running this year say I'm running this year so a hopeless person is a helpless person if you do not have hope Ashes All ashes You see me after church Give the Lord a mighty clap offering there's still hope. It's a test of hope. You can't steal my joy. I still have joy. I still have joy to preach and my bow So it begins from where you stand. In that mess. From where you are. From where you are that was what he told Abraham lift your eyes now and look from where you are from January if God will lead you lift your eyes and look what you cannot see he won't give to you he said for the land you see I will give to you if you cannot see it I'm not compelled even where, if where you are is not working, see it working. Because once you see it working, the Lord will give it to you. Once you see the thing working, the Lord will give it to you. If you don't see it working, He is not compelled by any means to give it to you. Who are the people God leads God leads the humble. God leads the joyous. Three, God leads the hopeful. Praise the Lord. Because of time, we will continue next week. But from next week, it would be important that you be around how does he lead? We started the importance of the leading and guidance of the Lord. Then we came to who he leads and how he leads. And in this we will look at a few things and we we'll understand that the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8, the verse 14 that they that are led by the spirit of the Lord, they are the sons of God. So God leads it is the spirit of God that leads us. How does this spirit leads us when he leads us through voices? So how do I hear the voice of God? Because he said in John chapter 10, the verse 5 that my sheep hears my voice. The voice of a stranger they will not hear. John 10:5. So The voice of another the voice of a foreigner the voice of a stranger they will not hear john chapter 10 verse 5. so we see that god leads us through voices they will not know they do not know the voice of strangers the voice of another how would you decipher between this is the voice of the spirit that is leading me Oh, this is a strange voice. We'll look at all those things. And he talked about the fact that Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Call on me and I'll show you great and mighty things that thou do not know. So he leads us also by showing us things. How do those things come? Through dreams and visions. Say with me dreams and visions. This series, How God Leads... I, would, I wouldn't want you to miss it because we'll look at very serious things. How would I know that the voice I'm hearing is the voice of the Holy Spirit and not a strange voice? How would I differentiate between strange voices? And how would I know that he's actually talking? How would I know that this dream, if he's showing us pictures, he's showing us through dreams and visions according to Acts chapter 2 verse 17. He says I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh they will see visions and they will dream dreams so we have visions and dreams but there are dreams and there are dreams and so we need to go into it what are the dreams that should move me praise the Lord and I'll end with this scripture so that you don't miss the rest of the teaching in Jeremiah chapter 29, the verse 8, Jeremiah 29, verse 8. That is why you. How does he lead? How does he lead? Jeremiah 29:8. For thus saith the Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets and your diviners, who are in your midst, deceive you nor listen to your dreams which you cost to be dreamed so there are visions there are dreams which you cost to be dreamed and they can deceive you how would i know that this is a dream that must lead me this is a vision so in that subtopic how does he lead we will look i will not teach on dream interpretation no because dreams are quite complex but i'll tell you a few things about visions and dreams is god still leading by dreams We will look at that and this year god will lead you uniquely hallelujah put your hands together for jesus please rise on your feet I want you to lift your voice and pray for grace to be humble, grace to be joyous, and grace to be hopeful. Grace to be joyous. Grace to be hopeful. Grace to be joyous. Grace to be hopeful. Grace to be joyous. Grace to be hopeful, grace to be humble, that the Lord will lead you. All these are important so that God will lead us. Sibratical and the suprate hadesa, place your heart on your chest father in the name of Jesus these hands are connected to desires these hands are connected to their dreams this year enable them to run that as they run Lord may they not miss their target but give them joy and as you give them joy show them the path of life cause them to be hopeful and lead them to that which they are seeing desires in their hearts even buried cause them to see it again give them a new light for this year may they run faster may they go further in the name of jesus amen thank you for listening and remember to share and subscribe to enjoy more messages like this now Go and live a victorious life. God bless you.